All right, here we go. So, here we go for another, we got another episode, episode five of the I Know What I'm Talking About podcast. I got another guy here, uh, Tony Lewis, another guy that I've been knowing for a long time. Uh, so, Tony, real quick, uh, tell us, you know, tell us, you know, after you left, because I remember you went to, you know, you graduated from Central Catholic. Tell us, you know, where you went, you know, like, you know, your collegiate career. Okay. Um, so coming out of high school, went to Santa Clara, uh, went to Santa Clara for two years, redshirted my freshman year, had a broken or a stress fracture in my tibia. So, uh, sat me out my whole freshman year. Head coach got fired after my freshman year. We get a new coach. Uh, me and him just really don't see eye to eye. Um, end up transferring, going to a JUCO. Going to Blinn for a year. And then uh, after Blinn, I went to finish my career at Texas A&M Corpus Christi the last two years. Okay. So basically the main reason why, you know, or maybe one of the main reasons why you left Santa Clara is because, you know, you and that the new head coach wasn't really seeing, you know, eye to eye on things. Most definitely. And, I mean, I'm not going to put all of it on him. Right. You know, uh, I was immature at that time, you know, just uh, but yeah, you know, I was immature. He needed more maturity out of me. And at that time, I just wasn't giving him that. And, you know, uh, he was a real cutthroat guy. Kind of you kind of mess up once or twice. That's kind of it for you. So, you know, and I had so <laughs> I, I was I was I was pretty much done with him. Right. About, November, December time. Dang, so you didn't even, you know, so you didn't, you went, what, half the season before y'all even got to conference play? I mean, yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I actually started some games, did well, came into some games, did well, but like I said, I was still immature. Yeah. Um, You know, doing freshman things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, playing, Playing against some tough competition. And, uh, you know, yeah, we – I knew it was bad when my – it was Christmas break. And, you know, usually out-of-state kids, they'll go to the head coach's house. And one of my assistant coaches at the time, Coach uh, Perry, great guy, he asked Coach Sendek if I was going to go to his house for Christmas. And Coach Sendek kind of looked at him like, like, why would you ask that? Like, you know, I really <laughs> – and so right, right then there, I was like, okay, I see what type of time he's on. Oh hell no, damn, that's. I mean, he he being real about it though, he being. Real. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. One, th- I mean, there's no hard feelings now. You know, I needed that experience. Yeah, trying to have a waking up call. Right. And uh, I'm actually appreciative of it. Most definitely. So, yeah. So you know, you transfer to Blend. You know, years. So, because sometimes people look down on going when they have to transfer to a JUCO, or if they have to go to a JUCO maybe for a year or two years, mm-hmm. before they end up going to a four-year school. What would mm-hmm. say to some of the people who are maybe were in your shoes at that time? You know, they don't really want to go to a JUCO because you know they might see that you know as 
like below them type of thing. Yeah. Well, I'm be honest. JUCO is probably one of the most funnest years of my life. That one year was probably like it was a grind. It's definitely a grind, and uh, you know, it's different from Division One schools. But going to Blinn, it was the one of the biggest JUCOs in the nation. So you know, it kind of felt like a small university at the same time. But I mean, I had a I had a great time. Met some great people. Met. I mean, what we had the number one football player in the country. You know, at Blinn. So, you know, we had talent galore. Right. Dudes that are in the NFL that I went to Blinn with. Dudes that, oh, you yeah. know, high-level dudes. So, I mean, uh, people who look down on JUCOs. I mean, a lot of it, like, you know, who's in your circle. Experience. Um, expansion leads to exposure is what I always say. And, like, you know, just going the JUCO route is not a bad thing at all. You know, yeah. um, I think even going the Division Two route isn't a bad deal at all. I tell people all the time, if somebody's willing to pay for your school and willing to give you the keys to the, to you know, to the Corvette, then, <laughs> then shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then what more could you want for? You still, college is still going to be college. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's just about, it's just about what you make of it. Because I've gone to a D1. I've gone to two D1s. I've gone to two Division One schools. Mm-hmm. I've gone to a Division One school. My first school is Santa Clara, the number one party school for private schools in the country. <laughs> like, you know, like, right. I had a great time there. But, I mean, it was they were all different experiences. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's really about, you know, what, what fits best for you. Um. And just going forward with what you're comfortable with. Right. So, you know, after you left Blinn, um, you went to Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. You, know, you said you were there for one year? No, I was there for two years. Two years, two years. Okay, okay. You were there for two years. And then now, you know, you plan, you plan overseas right now. So what, what stops and what countries have you been in so far playing um, overseas so far? Uh, so my rookie year, I played a full season in the first division of Portugal. Right. Okay. Uh, and then after that season ended, I did a two month uh, stop in Albania. Mm-hmm. They were finishing their season out there, and they just needed like you know somebody to come in and help them win a championship. Try to help win a championship. Went there for two months, and then uh, this past year I was in Switzerland, and it was a uh, kind of I was there only for. 15 games total came back at the Christmas break just because I had a, uh, I had an injury. Okay. Sideline me that uh, sideline. So, uh, yeah, those are the stops. I mean, I've also made stops playing in China, playing uh, with athletes in action. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. And so I've, I've, I've been to, I played in Italy, played games in Italy Played um, shoot. Played games in uh, Korea. Shit, you've been everywhere. So you know, I've I've been uh I've been blessed, yeah, fortunate enough to be able to, you know, play in these different countries and meet different people of all walks of life. Most definitely. So you know, I know you've been paying attention to this the TBT tournament. So. Mm-hmm. So, have you at all 
try to maybe prevent at all trying to jump on somebody's team or maybe have you gotten like uh, like like an invite <laughs> to a like a, a NBA G League training camp yet or have you tried to pursue that yet? Uh, well, with the TBT, two answers to that. So with the TBT, I have a. I have a, I have one of my you know mentors in life. He actually plays for sideline cancer, uh, uh, Tony Crocker, and uh, you know, and I and I play runs with a couple of guys like Marcus Keene. Right. Yeah. Uh, Marcus and I are pretty cool. Um, CJ Miles, they all play for sideline cancer. So I mean, they didn't invite me to play. Uh, maybe you know, I mean, the big they got right now is Mike Dom. So, you know, yeah. Mike Dom, he's a hell of a player. Yeah, I know exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I'm pretty sure in the future, if they ever, they know they know my game well enough to know that, you know, I can play in the TBT. And so, uh, but it's just cool watching those guys on TV trying to go win it, you know, and actually being like a really relevant team, like if not one of the teams, top teams in that whole tournament. Right. Yeah, 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 because they do. I was watching them. Uh, I remember them last year. They got a lot of talent on that team. You know, Marcus King, he he showed out for real last year. Yeah, yeah. But he's like that. He's like that in real life. That wasn't a fluke. This. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, this, this guy's a, a legit professional bucket. Like. <laughs> yeah, he's a pro- professional scorer. For real. Yeah. yeah, he's done some things even, you know, in uh in our open runs where I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, you know, you just kind of shake your head. And so, uh, yeah, man, shout out to Sideline Cancer for real. I hope for you real. guys go win it, for real. So, one last thing that I wanted to get on real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Niall, so you played at two different Division One schools, two different conferences. Mm-hmm. What, you know, all the noise that's going on around the NIL, even though with football, basketball, all that, Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's going to be, like, in the near future, do you feel that there's going to be, like, any, you know, changes to the NIL? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like everything is always needed for improvement. Mm-hmm. And so we're, what, in year two of people having NIL deals? Right. I mean, it's working out so far, you know. I'm all about players going and getting their money because you know the ball stops bouncing for, for most of us after college so i'm yeah. like man i ask people this all the time who objective players getting paid in college is would you stop an 18 year old kid who's one of the greatest writers this world has ever seen for writing for the New York Times, leaving college and writing for the New York Times, getting a, you know what I'm saying, a seven-figure check a year, or would you tell them to stick it out and go to college? <laughs> you want to tell that kid go get some money. Yeah. So why? So what's the difference with sports? You know what I'm saying? If the opportunity is there for those kids to go get money, you can always go back to school. And a lot of these schools have in place programs and opportunities for these kids that when they're done, and we've seen it, them to be able to go back and get their get their school paid for. Yeah, multiple times. You know? So, I'm like, man, go get your bread because the ball going to stop. Injuries happen. Coaches leave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that is true because, you know, 
it's just a lot of noise because they mostly people don't like how some of these players and it's mostly football players that are making damn near the same amount as the coach or they making more of a rookie, you know, in the NFL. So, yeah, that's but what look I, at the revenue. Look at the revenue that they're bringing in for that school. Exactly. That's that's the mm-hmm. number one thing. The revenue that they're bringing in for that school is finally starting to match or even exceed or like, you know, what I'm saying. Or not even exceeding, like the college basketball is a billion dollar business. College football is a billion dollar business. Exactly. These kids getting one million dollar deals—that's not even scratching the surface. Think about the kids at Alabama, the kids at you know what I'm saying. These these top notch schools, right? You know what I'm saying. How much money they're bringing into that school? Think of how much money. Go back to Johnny Manziel. Think of how much money he oh. brought into Texas A&M. Yeah, he, you know what I'm saying. He would have been running probably double digit millions. For- no, yeah, yeah, John, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just, just put it in that perspective. I feel like these people who may be upset, I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinions and everybody's entitled to their emotions. But at the end of the day, if this person is bringing in bread and bringing in money to the school, what's wrong with them getting, you know what I'm saying, compensated on the side? Yeah, that's that's a very good point to make, to be honest, because that's, that's basically, that's the biggest problem with that's you know it's how much the school is making off their jersey basically yeah before this nil deal kids couldn't even get compensated for a percentage of the jerseys that they're being sold hold on now how many johnny manzel how many cam Newton jerseys how many tim tebow jerseys you think are walking around (laughs) come on a a lot a lot yeah because because I was, you know, I was doing some of my research, you know, about, you know, the stipend that division athletes get. But that's all depends basically, like, what school you go to, pretty much. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Like, you can get a nice little stipend if you go to, like, these Power 5 schools and, you know. But that's still not scratching the surface. We're talking about supply and demand. It's the easiest game in the world. It's been ran for millions of years. These people want entertainment. Yeah. I'm gonna need you compensated for it. <laughs> they expect us to. They expect us to work out all day, go to class, go to weights, go to study hall. X Y. Like, you know what I'm saying? We are. They say. They say it's not a job. It's a full time job, and then some. Oh yeah. You're traveling on the road. You have to return in papers still at a certain time. Some professors may work with you. Some professors may have the have the, you know, hey, you're I don't care. You still have to get this turned in. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's tough. Oh yeah. I'm I'm most definitely, you know, seeing that myself with other athletes, you know, having trouble with professors because, you know, they're not cutting them no slack because they athlete and they all they getting real deep into it. Oh, you're just the same as everybody else, you know. That. I mean, but at the same time, it depends. It, uh, where a lot of people get messed up too <laughs> is how you approach the situation. You come in being an asshole, yes. being, you know what I'm saying. But if you come in treating the professor with respect, at least you can say, "Hey, I'm coming to you, X, Y, Z. Take the football aspect out of it. I'm coming to you as a, you hey, know what I'm saying, right." So, yeah, man, pay them kids. Right. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, man, I've I've been seeing you on 
Instagram, man, you didn't really expanded your game for real. And you bring the ball up the court, you pulling up for three. Oh yeah, most definitely. You, um, I feel like, like, like you said. I mean, like I said, I'm I've been blessed to be able to be in the open runs and being invited to these these runs where I get to play against NBA players and you know top level overseas players. And like you know, this has is it something that has happened overnight. Past two summers, I'm getting my ass busted. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm not even getting picked up on the team basically because you know. I just wasn't there. My game wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Now that I'm starting to understand the game more, I'm starting to treat my body a little bit, treating my body way better than before. Right. And just taking my training serious, now that now it's starting to, you know, pay off a little bit. But, you know, I'm just getting started. Oh, yeah, we know, man. We know. You know? Yeah, man. Just hoping, yeah, you just hoping you got to – you stay healthy, most, most importantly. Most definitely. Yeah, man. So that's all we got for today for episode five of the I Know I'm Talking About podcast. Thanks, thank you, and Tony, for real, for you know taking time out of your day for this. No, it's it's all love, bro. You know we go back to you know middle school days, man. So <laughs> I'm uh I'm happy to see you have be able to have a platform for yourself. Yeah, man. To be able to uh you know talk about what really goes on. Yeah. Let people get what they got to get off their chest. Yeah. Uh, and, and since we're getting things off our chest, I want to let everybody know now, like, I'm that, when it comes to, when it comes to this basketball shit, with all due respect to everybody out there, but when it comes to the Southeast, I'm the king of that shit. Okay. I'm the king. And, 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 that, and that, and if anybody feels otherwise, pull up to a run. <laughs> pull up to a workout, whatever, and we can we can hash it out there. For real. No hard feelings. But well, when that east side, southeast side, that's me. For real. Ain't nobody arguing. That's me. Ain't nobody so, and y'all and y'all usually be where? At uh McCullum High School? Yeah, McCullum. We'll go out to UTSA Warren. Okay. So you know, we we just everywhere where we can get in. But you know, those are dudes from their respective side of town. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about southeast, east oh, side. Okay, strictly. Okay, that's me. Mm. If anybody got a problem with it, <laughs> like I said, pull to a workout. Right, pull to it, and it's shit. It is what it is. We gonna see. Y'all heard him? Y'all ever in San Antonio? Pull up. Pull up wherever Tony Lewis is at, and you know, you gonna see for real. You gonna see for sure. Yeah, but yeah, Man, I truly appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, man. Most definitely, we gotta. I gotta have somebody, you know, somebody of your stature because your name holds weight. Most definitely, so somebody like you. I most definitely gotta have somebody like you on for real, man. Most definitely, man. Well, I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. Most I definitely. I appreciate well, Tony Lewis and everybody for listening. Almost definitely, we we gonna be back for another episode next week, next weekend probably. See ya. <laughs>